This portion of the Tech Night Owl Live is brought to you by Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com, use the offer code TECHNIGHTOWL. On the show this week, we'll be featuring Josh Centers from Tidbits, We'll talk about his new book, Take Control of Your Apple TV. We'll also hear from Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine on the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> well, direct from Nashville, Tennessee, we do not have a country singer. We have Josh Centers, who is the managing editor for Tidbits. Josh, welcome aboard. I understand you have your first book out. Hi, Gene. Thanks for having me back. Yes, I do. It's Take Control of Apple TV, available now from TakeControlBooks.com. And they keep adding channels to that, so it must be an expanding thing. But let me ask you something else before we get into Apple TV and Apple's TV initiative. Have you had a chance yet to actually see a physical Ultra HT set in operation? Uh, No, I'm afraid I haven't. Most of those seem to be just appearing at CES, but are they in stores yet? Because I haven't been... I haven't been to a Best Buy or anything in a while, but afraid I haven't. Looking forward to seeing one, though. Okay, if you are a member of Sam's Club, many mm-hmm. of the Sam's yeah, Clubs man. are selling a 2013 Samsung 55-inch Ultra HD. This is the first Ultra HD they released for about $3,000. Mm-hmm. Now, those of you who are listening, you want to check it out. Bear in mind, this is last year's product. There are new HD sets this year. There's a new HDMI standard version, too. There are a lot of new things coming in Ultra HD, so don't spend three grand on that set. But let me tell you about the experience. Okay, what they're doing with Ultra HD, and I know they did this at Consumer Electronics Show, instead of showing a movie or a sporting event, they show mm-hmm. a still picture to emphasize the improved resolution. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the set I saw... Pretty decent set. Consumer Reports gave it a good rating, except had a poor viewing angle. I didn't see that. I looked for the viewing angle being poor, but I don't always agree with Consumer Reports on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think they were wrong about that. So if you look off-center, actually, you didn't see much picture fall off. But it was a landscape, and it was so it was too sharp, like there was edge enhancement applied maybe they're using these store settings you know where they exaggerate the picture to look better in stores it was so exaggerated you couldn't look at it and think of it as a real photo it looked like some kind of cartoon or something or 3d rendering maybe they should have calibrated it and uh back to the apple tv there's actually an app you can use um for ios it's a I can't remember the exact name, but if you search for THX in the App Store, it's like $2.199, and you can airplay that to an Apple TV, and it runs you through the whole calibration setup. So you don't have to bother with clumsy disks. You don't have to bother with those weird uh, gel filters and stuff like that. It's all built into the app. So maybe if they'd used one of those, it would have looked a little better. 
What's it called again? Let me look up the exact name. It's, if you search for THX in the App Store. THX Tune-Up, I bet. Yes, THX Tune-Up. That's Let's it. Let's take a look. THX mm-hmm. Tune-Up. Let's find it. Because I'm oh, it's get, free today. Oh, I'm getting it right now. Hold on. THX Tune-Up. It's free. Mm-hmm. And I'm buying it right now. And what this is, of course, is THX is the industry standard for sound, for movie sound, THX. And what I just did is downloaded the TV version. So use AirPlay, and then you'll be able to calibrate your set. I'm going to try it, okay? Yeah, it's it's a really clever app. Like, you know, I mentioned the colored gels earlier, and if people don't know what I'm talking about, there's certain test patterns where they'll ask you to look through, like, like a red gel and then and use that to calibrate your, your color. And it actually builds that into the app using the camera. So it's, it's very clever. Okay. That's very important, by the way, the gels. I've used the gels. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you get dizzy <laughs> playing with these gels. But yeah. anyway, I downloaded it. I am going to try it out this weekend and let our listeners know what I think about it. Yeah, I, I used it on my TV, and I was impressed. I noticed most of the settings were right, but the color, maybe the tint was a little off. It was a little too blown out, which is common. And we're so used to seeing excessive color in TV sets that we don't really get an accurate picture. I noticed it right away with the Netflix icon in the Apple TV. I noticed it, it like, oh, that that's the right shade of red. That's what it looks like on, on most things. And, and that's the first thing that stood out to me. So, And you do that, you get better skin tones. You get, you know, just more realistic tones in general. And, you know, highly recommend it for any television. Okay. So we'll see. You see, part of the problem is that most TV sets come with fixed adjustments, of course. Mm-hmm. And usually it's standard or store is what it ships with. Now, store means they want to look flashy. So mm-hmm. people will look at that and say, gosh, golly, gee whiz, I'm going to buy that set. But you can't use that setting at home because it's just overdone. So yeah. then you use a standard setting, which is good. But actually, the most accurate setting from a TV, if you don't want to go through the calibration routine, is cinema or movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's not so bright. It's a little less bright, but the colors are more realistic. And then, of course, if you have an expensive set, I'm not talking about the $800 set or the $400 set, but say you bought the $3,000 Samsung Ultra HD, and we'll assume you'll buy this year's model, not last year's. You want to have that calibrated, you got to pay a guy three dollars or $400 to come over to your house, mm-hmm. and they will bring computers and everything and calibrate it for you. Otherwise, you use one of these DVDs with the gel thingies. That you stick in your eye and you take a look and say, oh, hmm, I'm getting dizzy. But I've used them. They're okay. But they're somewhat imprecise. Yeah, well, cheaper than a $400 professional, right? (laughs) I've had that, by the way. I got a review sample. This is six, eight years ago. I got a review sample from Samsung. And this was the infamous or famous Star Trek TV. It was a projection TV, rear projection TV, before we had flat panels affordable. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I... Got someone in from the Visual Sciences Foundation, I think. I might be wrong. I'm not going to look it up right now. (laughs) And they gave me a discount because I was a journalist. So instead of paying $400, I paid $300. This is in 2005 or 2006. And they did a pretty good job. I mean, the picture really looked good. Now, remember with projection TV, if you thought that you get edge fall off, you know, you look a little bit to the side, the picture is really dark. But if you looked at it straight on, it was a beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. Really nice. Being able to do that free, I'll tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the many advantages of the Apple TV is that 
you know, thanks to AirPlay, you can put just about anything on your television, right? I mean, so, I mean, just think of how revolutionary that is. You know, the fact that you can control, you know, if you want to have, you know, you want to show baby photos on your TV, if you want to, you know, stream music to your TV. And if you have a Mac, anything you see on the screen can be put on your Apple TV. So if there's something that's usually web only, like say, you know, Hulu.com or NBC's Olympic coverage, then you can you can AirPlay mirror that to your Apple TV. And there's actually a um, there's actually some plugins for Safari where it can directly beam uh, certain videos to your Apple TV. So it, it really opens up an entire world of possibilities for what you can display on your TV, and and it's practically limitless. Okay, so one more piece of advice, by the way, if you're calibrating your set with the THX tune-up on your Apple TV, you have to re-enter the settings probably for every input setting, okay, because you have Apple TV. But normal TVs, each input has its own individual settings for picture, not all of them. But what you want to do is go to each one of the input settings after noting the changes you made and redo them for your cable or satellite connection for your Blu-ray, it's not going to be a perfect system. But usually it's pretty good. It's a pretty good compromise. It depends on the TV. My TV, whatever I set, it sticks to, depending regardless of the input, which is convenient. But yeah, I've had TVs before where you'd have to go through to every setting, um, to every input and change the setting. And it's very confusing. It can be. The Vizio that I have here has a separate setting for each input. So I will do that. And as I said, listeners, I will try it between now and this weekend, and then I'll report back, probably in our Tech Night Owl newsletter and on the show. We have Josh Centers, Managing Editor for Tidbits. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. You know, folks, I have a close relative who has been trying to set up a website. He gets his domain, looks great, but what about the site? What does he do next? Where does he start? Well, Squarespace, it's the all-in-one platform, makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Squarespace offers 24-7 support, and it's cheap. It only costs as little as $8 a month. You know, really inexpensive to set up your professional website, and you can start a trial with no credit card required. Build your website today in minutes. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code TECHNIGHTOWL. That's TECHNIGHTOWL to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support to the Tech Night Owl Live. We thank Squarespace for supporting our show. Check them out at squarespace.com, squarespace.com. Quantitative easing, unemployment at depression levels, Europe financial system falling apart, China getting out of U.S. treasuries. At the end of 2008, the time of TARP, the national debt was at 11 trillion gold, trading around $850 per ounce. Close to 2012, the national debt exceeded 16.4 trillion, gold doubled to $1,600 per ounce. The 20 trillion threshold for the national debt is inevitable. Politicians in Washington have a ferocious appetite for spending and stimulus. What's worse, a printing press to finance. A hundred years ago, we had a gold standard to limit this madness, but now you have to adopt your own gold standard. Don't be fooled with paper promises. Get Midas Resources 10 Reasons to Buy Gold free by calling 800-686-2237. Understanding the gold and silver market may be the only insurance you could have to avoiding the next economic crisis. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order your free copy. Again, that's 800-686-2237. 
If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now I can help you reduce or eliminate your tax debts and end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I've helped thousands of people reduce and eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. And with the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. There are many things the human body can do very well, but maintaining the proper pH level isn't always one of them. That's where AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops can make a world of difference. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps your body do what's natural. Just a few drops a day helps rid your body of harmful waste and acid while promoting health and restoring vibrance and energy. Alkalizing boosts your immune system and can help fight headaches, irritability, cramping, and insomnia. Alkalizing also helps the body fight depression and even bone loss. To learn more about the importance of alkalizing and how you can find life-changing and vital balance, please visit AlkaVision's brand new website at AlkaVision.com. Same great products, but now easier to use and more informative than ever before. To get your very own plasma pH drops for just $29.95, call 800-518-7615 or visit AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Alkalize your body and supercharge your health at the new AlkaVision.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So, we now have the perfectly calibrated TV by THX standards. And by the way, some of the more expensive sets do have THX built in, but I don't know how accurate they are, okay? So, let's assume that you've done the calibration, and now you got your fancy Apple TV, and you're ready to go. And just getting started, it's pretty simple to set up, but what would you say, Josh Centers, are the things that people don't really realize about an Apple TV, other than, of course, AirPlay, where you mirror what's coming off your Mac or your mm-hmm. iPhone or your iPad. Well, let's start with the setup. A lot of people have missed the fact that with iOS 7, it's implemented something called automatic setup. So if you buy a new Apple TV and if you have a supported device, and I think that's like an iPhone 4S or later, iPad third generation or later, you can literally touch your iOS device to the Apple TV and it will do most of the setup for you. It will input your iTunes password, your iCloud password, um, your Wi-Fi login, puts in all that stuff. You'll still have to set up like Netflix, Hulu, those sorts of things. Those aren't automatic. But in terms of the basic setup, it takes literally seconds. I did it multiple times. One tip though, if you try to do the automatic setup and it doesn't work, Oh, because this happened to me a few times because um, I, I set up 
my Apple TV probably 30 times uh, writing the book. If you open the settings app on the iPhone, iPad, whatnot, then that usually will, will bring up the automatic setup prompt. And yeah, it takes literally seconds. Another thing too, during setup, first of all, if you're vision impaired, it actually supports voiceover. So you don't have to necessarily uh, be able to see to set up an Apple TV, which is really cool. Another thing is you can use a Bluetooth keyboard to set up your Apple TV. And I actually recommend that if you don't have a way to do automatic setup, because it makes inputting the passwords a lot easier, especially you know those tricky Wi-Fi WPA passwords. So th- those are a couple things I recommend for setup. Some things people don't generally know about the Apple TV. Well, of course, I think most people probably buy it for iTunes and Netflix primarily, right? And they might play around with AirPlay. But a few things you might not know. For instance, it has an optical audio output. Right, and the reason that's important is is if you have some kind of receiver. Another thing you might not know is it, it can connect to an AirPlay speaker, so you can have a wireless speaker ne- connected to your Apple TV. Now, the reason why those are important is on my Apple TV, I like to keep the audio and video separate because when it receives an AirPlay signal, it will turn on automatically and start playing wherever you're playing. So my wife and I use that as our home audio setup. Like you know, we'll be we'll p- pick a song on our phone from Audio or Google Music or iTunes or any of the many services we use, uh, Pandora is another one, and we airplay that to the Apple TV, and we hear it through the whole house. And we never have to mess with the Apple TV itself. It just plays. Some other things, um, it's a fantastic presentation device because of AirPlay. You can give great presentations with the Apple TV and a an iOS device or a Mac. I recommend Keynote for iOS. You know, I think, yeah, it's free, but I think it's also the, uh, the best presentation software for iOS works especially well with AirPlay. Um, And in the book, I list uh, a travel kit. If you're a presenter, if you're a business person or a teacher, my wife's a high school teacher, so she helped me develop some of the stuff in this book. Uh, I kind of give a kit of all the various things you might need to connect an Apple TV to a projector or a smart board like they use in classrooms. Um, Also, there are some expensive like camera setups you can get, uh, document camera setups you can get that teachers really like because you, you can throw a you can throw a document down and project it on the screen and draw on it. Well, there's an app for that, and even if you don't want the app, you can just uh, Air- AirPlay mirror your iOS device while the camera's open, and anything you point at is going to be on the TV screen. Now, imagine all the uses you can have for that, right? Some other things you can do, too, is um, you can, like, let's say you have a, a business conference. Let's say you have, like, a Skype conference. Well, you can AirPlay that, uh, AirPlay mirror that to your Apple to an Apple TV, and you can, that person can talk to you, address an entire room. So, you know, and, and these are systems that people spend sometimes hundreds or thousands of dollars for, and you can do it all yourself with an Apple TV, an iOS device, or a Mac. Now, so, the thing to bear in mind, too. Apple TV, if you haven't seen one in person, it's really small. Mm-hmm. What is it in diameter, like four inches or something like something that? Something like that. It's, it's, it's usually compared to a hockey puck. Okay. It's very small, very light, weighs a few ounces. Mm-hmm. Throw in a bag. Right. Of course, you have to have the power plug, but there's no power brick. No. The power supply is included in that tiny thing. Now, we understand many other companies who build things like this will always have a separate power brick. Apple stuck everything inside. The other thing to bear in mind, I'll give you something to bear in mind. Check online for tidbits or other sources of information because Apple is frequently updating the channel roster. So, for example, this week we had the 50th anniversary of the Beatles appearing on The Ed Sullivan Show. 
Of course, they had a special Grammy Award show where they were singing Beatles songs. You had Paul and Ringo mm-hmm. coming yeah, back on. That. They're great. First of all, Ringo is amazing. He's 73 years old. And he's jumping and he's prancing <laughs> and he's in good voice and he still can drum like he did when he was 22 years old. And Paul, you know, looks a little bit older. He's only 71, actually. But he's still doing great. You know, He, gets he puts on a heck of a show. We, we watched him in Memphis a few months ago and it, it was really one of the best shows I'd ever seen. I was, I was surprised. I didn't think it would be that good. But no, he's, he's as good as he ever was, if not better. <laughs> he's in good voice. A little huskier than it was, but he's pretty good. But one of the songs they did at the show, they had different artists doing Beatles songs. One of the George Harrison songs, Something, I think, mm-hmm. was sung by a band consisting of Jeff Lynne, from Electric Light Orchestra, and he was a producer of the Traveling Wilburys and George Harrison, very close friend, and Danny Harrison mm-hmm. who was George's son. Who looks he was, just like him. <laughs> he looks like him, plays real good, because you can catch the licks he's playing, but when he sings and does the harmonies, it's George. Yeah. I mean, it is just, my wife was in tears listening to this young guy, he's in his 20s or so, maybe 30s now, singing. And to get even things more freaky, there is a clip somewhere of a David Letterman show where they have this rock band, The Flaming Lips, mm-hmm. and they were singing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and you know who was singing with them? Sean Lennon, mm-hmm. who's now in his 30s also, remember. And he looks like his father in the long hair days, except his hair is darker, still has the glasses and everything, and it's freaky to watch him. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have his dad's voice, but he can carry a tune. Yeah. They, they, yeah, he looks a lot like his father. Oh, that is freaky, except for the darker hair that yeah. you get from his mom. I don't know why we're talking about the Beatles, except <laughs> for the fact that probably every song artist out there that you hear today owes something to the Beatles. Harmonies, music, the freedom, the freedom to create music, not thinking about musical boundaries. They all owe something to the Beatles, and it's not because I'm a Generation Xer trying to reclaim my past. You look at the best artists today and trace them back, and you'll see. But the Beatles did the same thing. They, they absorbed things they learned from other artists. They absorbed the harmonies from the Everly Brothers, as did the Beach Boys. They absorbed a lot of the musical styles from Elvis, from rhythm and blues artists at the time. So we're talking about Apple TV, but we get into the fact that Apple TV offers loads and loads of content. We've got more to talk about. Josh Centers joins us from Tidbits. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. We are America's largest independently owned communications network, GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. 
Attack of the Rockoids, and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. We travel so much, and having a fake TV, well, it gives added peace of mind. Burglars look for houses that appear to be easy targets. But fake TV can fool even professional burglars into thinking someone is home watching television. As a recent widow living alone, it gives me great peace of mind to set my fake TV near a window and know that passing motorists and pedestrians will think someone is home watching TV when I'm actually away from home. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet, just like a light on a timer. And they're so easy to use, you just plug them in and they're ready to go. Plus, they're so affordable that we have one upstairs and downstairs. Fake TV is only $29.95 with free shipping. Order your fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy bodies products from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com and all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. It's no secret that silver is one of the oldest known natural antibiotics, but the mainstream media will never tell we the people this information. Why? Many drug companies and politicians have dangerous alliances that manipulate the way we live by prescribing drugs that only manage disease, keeping us dependent on big pharma. And with Obamacare at our doorstep, we are now forced into a system that many of us do not want any part of. And no man or government has the right to dictate how we as free people choose to take care of our health. The patriots at utopiasilver.com hold this truth dear. Colloidal and ionic silver supplements from utopiasilver.com open the door to a whole new world of natural healing for the body and the mind. Visit utopiasilver.com and discover the safe and effective health benefits of colloidal and ionic silver. Call 888-213-4338. 888-213-4338 and talk to the patriots at utopiasilver.com, a leading source of natural healing using colloidal silver, colloidal gold, minerals, vitamins and herbs. utopiasilver.com. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. We have Josh Centers from Tidbits. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. We're starting the focus on Apple TV. He wrote his first book, Take Control of Apple TV. We're talking about the things that you don't know. And the thing I mentioned, my own tip, is the fact that they add channels periodically. It's not like Roku, which has a 1,000 channels, most of which you never heard of and never want to hear from. 
You know, they try to be more distinctive. But now we look at Apple TV, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you go on Apple's site, it's getting more play nowadays. Is it no longer a hobby? Um, it would seem that way, right? Because they've before on the Apple on the online Apple Store, uh, the Apple TV was just kind of buried with the iPods. But now, finally, it has its own separate category, which which is great. I, th- I think its time has come. It was always odd that it was buried because I think in some ways it's Apple's most important product. You know, there's a lot of rumors about a new Apple TV, and I, I don't know about that, but. It's kind of been a sleeper hit. It, it has more market share than the Roku or the Chromecast. Well, I'm not sure about the Chromecast, but it, it was definitely being the Roku and beating most of these little set-top boxes. So it's been a sleeper hit for Apple, but they've they've never seemed like they're taking it seriously. So maybe they're finally starting to really keep an eye on it. And and here, um, just in the past few months, I'd say since about June, you know, the Apple TV went for a long time with nothing new on it. And now it seems like just about every month, there's something new, but the the selections are are kind of random, right? Like, for instance, they had a wave of new content a while back that brought ABC and some other things, but also brought um, a Korean language channel, which is cool if you if you speak Korean, but I don't, so <laughs> I I can't understand anything that's going on there. So it, it it seems like they're they're playing with the idea of of an app store or something to that effect, but. They haven't quite um, went all the way in yet. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the deal is there. But if they would bring some way now, there is a way. By the way, I talk about in the book. If if there's some of these channels you don't want to see, like if you don't want to see like Red Bull TV, which they added recently, or if you don't want to see the Beatles channel, shame on you. But if you don't want to see some of these channels, you can actually hide those, and I tell you how to do that in the book. Okay, so you're not stuck with it. Now that's one of the things that bothers me about Apple TV. Not that they're adding more and more channels, which is a good thing. But you get so many, it gets confusing. And isn't the Apple TV ultimately expected to simplify the TV experience, not make it more complicated? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's been strange because, yeah, it seems just like in the past six months, uh, the content on there has exploded. I don't think it necessarily complicates it, but it, you know, at, at least from a perspective of a guy who's been trying to write about all these things as they come out, it's it's kind of annoying, right? Because it seems like every time you, you turn it on, there's something new on there. Um, another trick is you can move around most of the icons in the main menu. Like the top row is fixed. It acts kind of like a dock. But if you highlight one of the apps and you hold down the select button, which on the Apple remote is the middle button, they will start shaking like uh, they do in iOS. And you can use the directional ring to move them around the screen. So, you know, if uh, you don't want to hide them, you just want to rearrange them and put your favorites on top. Like, let's say you watch a lot of HBO, you want that closer to the top, then you can do that. Now, remember, with something like HBO, you have to be a subscriber Yes. To a cable or satellite service that supports it, which most do. So I guess they expect you to log in before they believe that you're yes. real. Yeah, you have to go, you have to get your MacBook or your iPad out, and you have to go to a, a website to tell you to go to and log in with your, your account, which in my case is Comcast. I think it's the case for most people in the United States. And uh, you enter a code, they display on the Apple TV, and that will activate it. And here's a little tip if you kind of haggle, with the with Comcast folks, um, and and they offer this in some markets now, but you can get you can get a package with just internet, their most basic level of service, and HBO. And and if you 
in my case, I, I fought with them long enough and raised enough of a stink where I, I got that for about 50 bucks a month. And I'm still getting that rate several months later. So with Comcast, with most of these cable companies, you know, it, it always helps to, to, you know, kind of yell at them and threaten them. Uh, well, I mean, not like that, but, you know, threaten to go somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, if, if you negotiate and haggle with them, you can get some good stuff. Of course, I hate doing that. Most people hate doing that. And, and that's one of the things that annoys me about the Apple TV is they're including so many apps now that require a cable or a satellite verification. Um, the one that really grinds my gears is the ABC app, which I still can't get to authenticate because it doesn't think I'm in the United States. Well, at maybe one point, you're not. Maybe you're talking to us from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> well, at one point, Tennessee wasn't part of the United States, but that's been that's long since been settled. Well, so, listen, um, it's a state that brought us <laughs> an unusual range of politicians. Oh, for sure. <laughs> to say the least. But also some great music. Yeah, a lot, a lot of cool things come from this state. Memphis, Nashville. Mm-hmm. There you go. Anyway. But, you know, that bothers me. But there's a thing I've learned about cable and satellite providers. They're kind of like car dealers. You go to the car dealer, and everything is negotiable. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. You go to the cable provider or the satellite provider, and you say, hey, the guy next door, you know, the other service, is offering me this deal. Mm, Let me see. We have this promotion, which they always find a promotion somewhere to knock Mm -hmm. some money off your bill. And you'll find this also, by the way, with... Your wireless provider, if you're threatening to go Mm -hmm. to T-Mobile because they'll reimburse you on your early termination fees, you might find the hidden program that AT&T or Sprint or Verizon has that will save you some money. Yeah, it, it always helps to uh, call and negotiate or even threaten to quit. I, I left Verizon after a few months, uh, a few years ago, because I wasn't happy and I wanted to get an iPhone, which is AT&T at the time. And when I went to quit, they offered me like a brand new, um, like it was a Moto X, I think, which was like, no, it wasn't the Moto X. That's new. Um, it was like wherever the brand new Motorola phone was at the time. And they offered me uh, one of those home uh, uh, cell phone towers you connect to your uh internet connection and just all kinds of ridiculous things to get me to stay. So yeah, always hurts to, uh, always helps. I don't know why I keep saying hurts. It never hurts to negotiate. Well, let's look at the game plan for an Apple TV. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I use it mostly for iTunes. I want to rent a movie. I have the choice of going to direct TV and going through their Byzantine interface to rent a movie, or I go to the Apple TV Now, they both separately have exclusives. So one might have an exclusive, the other one doesn't. And that's true for any of these services. So it may not apply. But let's assume that the movie you want is on there. The price is usually about the same. But Apple TV is faster, smoother. Looks better, too, because it's not as compressed. Yes. because Now, Apple TV as DirecTV, they both offer 1080p. But I think the 1080p from Apple TV is better. It's not quite as good as Blu-ray. No. No, because it's compressed more. But it's still pretty good. But there is a newer standard for compression, H.265, which means, of course, they can compress it more, reduce the data rate, but still give you better quality. So that's pretty good. But that's what I use it for. Some stuff from AirPlay. I do not generally use the other channels. But I was looking. This is something you can comment on. I was looking over at Apple's site, and it looks like one of the services most requested 
is Amazon Instant Video. <laughs> now, they get offer Netflix, by the way, mm-hmm. which is great, you know, because you get something like House of Cards. They're going to have a new great Daredevil show. series for comic book lovers, new mm-hmm. Marvel TV shows. That's great for $8 a month till they increase it. That's good. They offer Hulu Plus. That's good. That's what, another $8 a month for yeah. TV shows. Whatever. Amazon Instant Video, no. Now, you can say, well, because Amazon's a rival to Apple. Yeah, but they offer Kindle software on your Mac and on your iOS devices. So why not? You know, Well, there's no official app, but... Uh, I talk about this in the book. There's a couple of ways to work around that. Oh, Recent- you know what? Let's do this. We're going to do the break. Okay. And then you'll tell us the ways. Tell me how to do it. We'll do. The book is Take Control of Apple TV. The guest is Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document? Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average over 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Big business has discovered the preparedness market, and that makes it difficult to know where to go and who to trust. MyPatriotSupply.com is owned and operated by patriots just like you, has the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more. MyPatriotSupply.com has old-fashioned values and the absolute best customer service in the industry. Look for the deal of the day, unique affordable survival 
survival supplies that fit anyone's budget. Get same-day shipping on all orders and free shipping on orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927, 866-229-0927, or visit MyPatriotSupply.com for emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Shop with a name you know and a name you can trust. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Here on the Tech Night Owl Live, we have Josh Centers from Tidbits and Take Control Books, author of Take Control, of Apple TV. He's managing editor of Tidbits. So he has high levels of authority working with Adam and Tanya Inkst. Okay, so one of the big requests for Apple TV is to have Amazon Instant Video. So that you're saying there's an unofficial way to do this. I wouldn't call it quite unofficial, but what you can do recently, Amazon, with their Instant Video app for iOS, um, iPhone, and iPad, they they finally added uh, AirPlay support to the app. Oh. So, yes. So you can load that up on your iPad and AirPlay it to your Apple TV, and that's probably the easiest way to do it. Another alternative is you can, if you have a Mac, or if you use AirParrot, which is a neat little app for both Mac and Windows, you can load it up on the web. Uh, you load up the video you want to watch on the web and AirPlay it to your TV, uh, AirPlay mirror it to your TV. The other way, and I go in this in the last chapter of the book, because the last chapter of the book is kind of uh, the geek chapter. It's the, you know, you got to put on a hard hat because we talk about some fairly obscure things. But what you can do, there's a media server, and it's totally free. It's called Plex. And Plex can do a lot of things. It can manage your audio and video and all that. But it also has web channels, right? So, and they have channels for things like The Daily Show, The Colbert Report, you know, of course, Amazon, also like South Park. So you install one of these channels on your Plex server. And then there's two ways to get that to your TV. You can either use the Plex iOS app and AirPlay it to your Apple TV, or you can, and this this is probably the geekiest part in the book, and I love this. There's a hack called Plex Connect, and what you do is is you hijack the Apple Trailers app uh, using a little. Uh, you, you need to get on the Linux, on the Unix command line in the on the Mac, 
And uh, you also have to change your DNS server on the Apple TV. It's kind of geeky. But basically what you do is you route your Apple TV's internet connection through your Plex server, whether that's a Mac or Windows or NAS, what have you. And it takes control of that Trailers app. And so you open the Trailers app, and you can access your Plex server. And it's like it's a native interface. From there, you can access Amazon directly through Apple TV. If that channel is installed, you can access, you know, they show the Daily Show and the Colbert Report free online. You can buy it through iTunes, but it's free online. Well, you, you can watch those free episodes on your Apple TV using that. Twit, if any, you know, your listeners uh, ever watched that, you know, yeah, that's a... Uh, that's a channel. Um, all kinds of things. All kinds of things you can access if you install Plex, a Plex server and use it with your Apple TV. All right. Get rid of the cable trap. I don't know really how to cut the cord there. Very fascinating. Although I don't know. Some of the networks are offering really fascinating shows now. I mm-hmm. mean, you want to see some really good TV. I'll tell you. Good TV right now. Apple TV or not. CW Network. Mm-hmm. Arrow. That's Green Arrow, you know. But mm-hmm. they, it's very dark. It's done in a very dark way with kind of a carryover from the Batman universe. Mm-hmm. We have the Birds of Prey, Ra's al Ghul, and those people are reflected in the characters who are on there. And they're going to have, by the way, the Flash. Oh, it's cool. coming next year. They've already done an introduction where they introduce an actor who's going to play the Flash, Barry mm-hmm. Allen, who's already part of the Arrow universe. But watch Arrow. It's, it's on really Netflix. Good. It's on CW. Well, it's also on Netflix. Okay, the first on Netflix. Is, Wherever it is. Yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> and now, you ready for this? If you're a comic book fan, Netflix, of course, is going to have Daredevil. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, remember the last time we saw Daredevil, it was Ben Affleck, who famously now is going to play Batman, but he's also now an Oscar-winning director and movie producer, so we can't criticize it. They're going to do a show on Fox called Gotham, which is before Batman. When Bruce Wayne was young, they're going to talk about Commissioner Gordon, who's just a police officer. All right? That's what it features. about Commissioner Gordon as the main character, but you see the early years of the Penguin, the early years of Alfred taking care of young Bruce Wayne. Small Gotham. It's It's small small Gotham. Gotham, As opposed to Gotham in the movies where they're going to have Superman versus Batman, and Gotham City is going to be Detroit. They're actually filming in Detroit. They're, you know, they're both in various states of decay, so that would, <laughs> that would make sense. Okay, sure. So they're going to do it in Detroit. They've already, uh, what's it, Ben Affleck and his wife, Jennifer Garner, have already moved to Detroit. Hmm. Exciting. Let's talk about the future of Apple TV, okay? This okay. is real. We can have a lot of fun. Future of Apple TV. Now, there is a published report, you've probably seen it, where people have found embedded in iOS 7 code a model designation that indicates an Apple TV that does not exist. Mm-hmm. I think it's 3, 1 and 3, 2 is the current Apple TV. This is 4, 1. Mm-hmm. Whoops. <laughs> Happens so, all the time, though. It does. But what does Apple do? Do they just sell the same thing with a little more flash storage and a faster processor and maybe support for Ultra HD? Mm-hmm. Well, I... Here, here's kind of the direction I see it going. And I wrote a speculative article on Tidbits a few months back, and it turned out to totally not be true, at least at the time. But here, here's why I see the Apple TV going. I don't think they're going to do a set. I think doing a set would just be silly. But I think we'll we'll get another you know black hockey puck box. 
Um, I mean, that could go with something like a Chromecast, which is tiny and just plugs right into the HDMI. But uh, you can't cram uh, you can't cram a lot of uh, hardware in there. You know, the, the Chromecast is actually a very slow device in practice. So with the new Apple TV, I predict an A7 processor. So that'll be a big upgrade. Um, I could see Bluetooth uh, support finally, like Bluetooth game controller support, Bluetooth uh, headset, headphone support, um, and an app store. And I think an app store, you know, because right now the Apple TV has eight gigabytes of storage, but that's almost all used for caching content, right? Like all the like the channels on the Apple TV are actually just uh, web pages. They're very very tiny, and that's how they're able to push them to your TV so quickly and so easily with very little fuss because they're just tiny little web pages. So I could see I could see an app store. I, I think the time is coming. Uh, I think 4K is very possible. I think the A7 would would open up the possibility of 4K. And also, along with the Apple TV rumors, are the rumors that they're building up more uh, content delivery networks, uh, which which mirror high bandwidth content from sources like Netflix, for instance. So if they were going to roll out 4K, and I, and I think that would be a smart move because, you know, you talk about the 4K TVs, you can go to Sam's Club and buy one, but what kind of content can you get in 4K? Well... I Not hear much. silence. Oh, by the way, there is a Blu-ray 4K standard that's been approved by the Blu-ray Disc Association, but we probably won't see the hardware until the end of this year. But yeah. you get the point. The point is, right now, you buy a 4K set, and you're going to see models for lower than $1,000. There's a 50-inch Vizio P-Series coming, I don't know, in the next few months, less than $1,000. So you'll be able to get 4K TV, but the content, because right now, 4K will just scale up content. Yeah, and I think if if iTunes could be the first to market with 4K content and Apple had a 4K Apple TV, I think that would put them in a very nice position uh, for the next few years in in the living room. Um, But I'm mostly excited about the possibility of an app store because, A, I won't have to uh, cover every single app they add because, you know, you don't cover every single app in the app store, right? And uh, I'm excited about the possibility of uh, some gaming on the Apple TV. I think it would make a great little casual gaming box if done right, you know, if there are good controllers available and and some of the better uh, iOS titles, uh, you know, were adapted well for the Apple TV. I, I think that that could be great. They'd make a, a great and it'd make it very popular, even more popular than it is now. All right, Apple TV game console and i wonder here can apple do all that and cram it into a device that sells for 99 dollars, or is it going to be 199 or 129 how far can they go i guess they can put more flash memory in there flash memory is Mm -hmm. cheaper than it used to be the a7 processor is really not much more than the a5 so maybe they could do it for 99 dollars I believe absolutely. I mean, Tim Cook's the master of that stuff, right? And you know, Apple has bought up most of the flash storage in the world. You know, I, I read a while back there was actually there's actually something of a shortage of it because Apple has bought it all up. So yeah, absolutely. I, I think they'll stick to the ninety nine dollar price because it, it makes for a great entry level Apple product, right? You know, it's it's hundred bucks. You know, not not that big of a deal. Um, you know, the A7, I'm sure they get very inexpensively because they design it in-house. And I'm sure they have – they're cranking out tons of them. So, they, you know, they have the advantage of scale there. And, yeah, the flash storage, yeah. They could easily put 16 gigabytes in one, 8 gigs for caching content, and 8 gigs free to install apps. And I think that would – yeah, that would be inexpensive and would be very popular. 
The Apple TV, $99 for 4K, Bluetooth, A7 processor, twice as much storage. Josh Centers of Tidbits joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the People grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, fascinating possibilities here. So Josh and I kind of are on the same page here. That... Apple's not going to build a connected TV. They're not going to get big box. They're going to build their own set-top box. And if Apple TV is given major marketing, which they've never done, they don't advertise this thing, major marketing, 4K, Bluetooth, accessory game controllers, and all that stuff, why pay $400 or $500 for a game console, get an Apple TV for $99, get the controller for, what, $50 or $100 more? Mm -hmm. Apple can push this sell tens of millions and make up the additional costs of the additional hardware. Okay, but here's the key. It's not just the hardware. It's the magical mystery of the interface. Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs solved it. That's what Walter Isaacson said in his book. I expect Jobs, knowing his time was short, loved to spook the competition. (laughs) So he said this to spook the competition. They're freaking. What are we going to do? When's Apple going to release it? We have a smarter TV now. The apps are better. 
they're pulling out all the stops. We got 4K, 3D didn't go anywhere. It's disappearing. What's Apple going to do? Okay, so Apple TV, 2014 edition. What does Apple do with it? The key is the interface now. Because one of the things I said before is, right now it's getting more and more complicated because you got all these separate channels. Mm-hmm. How do you integrate everything? And also, how do you integrate the entire experience? Because it's not just an Apple TV. People have got gaming consoles already. They've got the cable and satellite systems. They've got the separate audio systems. They've got to integrate all that stuff with the universal remote and everything. Mm-hmm. It makes your experience complicated. How does Apple simplify it? And they can't simplify it by saying those devices don't exist. Well, they often do, though, don't they? <laughs> they might want to, but I don't think as a practical matter they can. Well, you know, I've heard things about an HG. I've heard rumors of an HDI pass through like the Xbox One. But let's be really honest. Um, those are awkward. Um, IR blasters are kind of awkward. One of the things I talk about in the book is using an Elgato iTV HD to record TV for your Apple TV, which is cool. But it uses a an IR blaster, and they, they don't work great. They're hard to set up, and they're clunky. I don't see Apple wanting to do that. I see Apple wanting to bring more content into their world. Because, I mean, they've started with simple, right? The Apple TV remote is as simple as you get. It's like four buttons. Um, I, I don't think they want to try to take something like a Comcast box and adapt that to their worldview. I think they want to bring everyone else into theirs, which is, you know, a very Apple sort of thing to do. I don't suppose like a radically different interface. I think eventually they're going to do something like iOS 7, right? A flatter interface. There's definitely things in the Apple TV interface that need to be cleaned up because I came across this when I was uh, testing for the book. You know, you would go into uh, one menu in an app and a button would do one thing and then another menu would do something else. So there's definitely consistency issues. I think they could work out there that make it confusing. And to most people who aren't paying attention, it, they're confused, but they're not quite sure why. Cause I kind of felt like that sometimes with the Apple TV until I really dove in and figured out all those inconsistencies. Um, I think they'll stick with the Apple remote. It's very Apple. It's very simple. I don't think that would depart from that. I would like to see a better remote app because, for those of you who don't know, you can control an Apple TV with an iPhone or an iPad using an app called Remote, published by Apple. And it's free in the App Store. Uh, and it's neat, but um, a lot of it depends on using your, your iPhone or your iPad as like a touchpad, like a trackpad. Sometimes I think that's kind of awkward. Um, I would like to see something where you pull up that app. And you see your Apple TV on your iPhone or on your iPad, and you can directly interact with it that way. I think that would be a big improvement in usability um, in terms of meshing iOS and Apple TV. Some people see things like Siri coming to the Apple TV, and I, you know, I can maybe see that. One thing that would be great to see is um, a universal search where you could search for content, and it would tell you um, which app you would find that in. Um, that would that would be huge, and that would help a lot. And if you combine that with Siri somehow, yeah, I think that would be great. And as far as far as you know, what Jobs said about cracking TV, well, you know, the first thing anyone has to know about Steve Jobs is that he lied a lot. <laughs> you know, the, you the think thing, never be video in an iPod. Uh, you know, TV is a terrible waste of time. No one reads anymore. And then you know, yeah, here they are. We got iBooks and um, video uh, touchscreen iPods and. Uh, an Apple TV. He also so, said, by the way, that cell phones were crappy. 
Well, they were, right? Oh, right, of course. But the thing here, though, is I don't see why Apple couldn't strike deals with cable and satellite providers to use Apple TV as a front end. Have It's like TiVo. Have everything come into Apple's interface and Apple Apple's world control. integrating with the rest of the system. And the cable and satellite providers might want to do it for one reason, which is they keep their customers. Here's what Apple will do if they do something like that. And this is very possible. You know, X, uh, Microsoft has a deal with Time Warner for the Xbox. So if you have Time Warner cable, you can stream, um, you know, all your Time Warner stuff live through the Xbox. You can use your Xbox like a cable box over the Internet. And uh, because net neutrality in this country is pathetic, uh, it doesn't count against your bandwidth cap, right? So I can see Apple having maybe a, a singlified interface for Comcast, Time Warner, whatever, and striking bandwidth cap deals with them as well, just as Microsoft has. So, you know, suddenly, instead of using Comcast's crappy equipment, which, and, oh man, is, is it terrible, you, you use Apple's simple little box, and it all goes to the Apple TV. There's no coaxial cable hooked up to it. It's all through the internet. It's all streamed. That may be another reason why Apple's building out CDNs also. That's something else to consider. You know, and maybe it's 4K, but... You know, I could see, I could very easily see Apple making a big play like that, but I don't think you're you're ever going to see an Apple TV uh, running on a Motorola um, cable box. I don't think you're ever going to see an Apple TV with a coaxial input. Those aren't Apple things to do. They want absolute control over the hardware, and they don't want to look back to what they consider legacy technologies. Right? They want fast, sleek, the future, and they want total control of the hardware and software. And if they can't get that total control, they probably just won't do it. So we think we'll see the magic this year? Yeah, maybe. Um, there's a lot of rumors that this that a new Apple TV, whatever that might be, will be out in March. I'm hoping not because the book's just now uh, out uh, here in February. And you but, don't want to see your book made obsolete by Apple in 30 days. <laughs> no, although there's a lot of people out there with second and third generation Apple TVs who will get plenty of use out of the book. And I don't think Apple's going to change things so drastically that I'll have to start from scratch. But if they could wait till fall, that would be fantastic. Uh, you know, just if anyone from Apple's listening, just just wait till fall on that Apple TV. I, I would really appreciate it. And I'll, I'll be very excited to come out with a new edition of the book then. Well, you have to think of it this way. If Apple releases the hardware with essentially the same interface to start, mm-hmm. then you could just do like an inline update to the book. Yeah, yeah, my ideal would be if they just you know update it at like 4K or whatever, and then add a uh, you know just an app store, and that way I wouldn't have to cover because I have a, I have an entire chapter covering all the built-in options, uh, content options in the Apple TV, um, and so, so if you're curious about those, you're confused about those, that's a great thing to check out. But if I if I wouldn't have to update that every time they come up with something new, yeah, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> just as an author. Well, Apple's not going to give you a thousand channels. They're not going to do a Roku. Now, I'm going to talk about what Roku has done here. And maybe it's because they can't sell as many as Apple. They are striking licensing deals with, right now, a couple of small TV makers of low-end devices to include Roku technology in the TV. Mm -hmm. So the question comes here. And the precedent is iOS in the car. Apple is not going to produce a car. They're not going to buy Tesla. The electric car maker, not going to happen. People are saying Apple should do that. It's not going to happen. Take my word. That's not the kind of acquisition Apple does. They're not going to buy Ferrari either. Okay, (laughs) not going to happen. Okay. 
I would buy an Apple Ferrari. But yeah, iOS. Okay. The, All right. So <laughs> iOS in the cloud, though. Uh, I'm this, thinking this of iOS in your TV set. Include Apple TV technology. License it to certain TV makers. We'll go into more of this in a moment. I'll give you my logic, which you can disagree with, and you probably will. Josh Centers from Tidbits joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. <laughs> Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Hi, this is Steve Spillum for Midas Resources. In 1971, President Nixon took the United States off the gold standard and put us into a fiat currency. This allowed Congress and the Federal Reserve to create trillions of dollars out of thin air. The national debt has risen to incredible heights and your hard-earned dollars by a small fraction of what they once did. The average life expectancy for a fiat currency is 27 years. The dollar is failing and on borrowed time. When currencies fall, people turn to gold and silver because gold and silver have been real money for more than 5,000 years. It is our mission at Midas resources to help you preserve your capital. Don't let your personal savings shrink to nothing. For important free information on how you can protect your personal wealth, contact me, Steve Spillum, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Call today while we are still accepting dollars for gold and silver. 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Make a change in your financial security today. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy viruses products from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. It's that time of year again, and you know what that means. Cold and flu season. <coughs> but don't worry. HerbalHealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products. Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA 4-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. 
And don't forget about Oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3 120-count soft gels, only $9. Whole body and homeopathic detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain, normally $26.95, now just $20. HerbalHealer.com also offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit HerbalHealer.com and click the winter specials button to save on our natural cold and flu fighting products. HerbalHealer.com, healing the world with nature, one person at a time, since 1988. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We have Josh Centers, managing editor of Tidbits for this final segment. So let's talk about another possibility. Apple still sells the Apple TV box. They license the technology to other TV makers, which means basically that they take over all the software that TV provides. They take over everything. They, even your setup of your TV, it's all done through an Apple interface. Apple would have to approve TVs to meet certain minimum standards of quality, picture quality, audio quality, whatever. They license the technology to these Apple-approved makers, and Apple gets a licensing fee, what, $25 per set, whatever. It's still, I don't know how much profit they make off an Apple TV after you consider development costs and everything. There's still going to be some embedded hardware in there. There'll probably be an A7 processor or something. But Apple licenses it, so certain sets, mid-priced or higher, where the TV makers have the margins, they can sell TV just like they do now with THX technology embedded within it. You sell a TV set with... Apple TV, which is basically, it's like having an Apple TV box within your set controlling everything. Why not? That's a terrible idea. No, Why? No offense, Gene. Well, look at every time Apple tries to work with third parties. Like, look at the Motorola Rocker. Look at the recent wave of Bluetooth controllers. They've been overpriced and get terrible reviews. And even, you mentioned iOS in the car. Well, the thing about iOS in the car is that it basically acts as an AirPlay receiver. You're essentially broadcasting your Apple interface onto that. Now, I can see them doing something like that, but they already have that with the Apple TV box, right? Yeah, but look at it this way. With the Motorola Rocker, for example, basically all they were doing is offering iTunes with their clumsy interface. We're talking here of Apple providing an embedded Apple TV taking over the entire user interface of your TV, even offering an application that provides the initial setup process. In other words, everything you see in your TV set, once you turn it on, is driven by Apple. You get my point? Uh-huh. It's well, not like Motorola with a Motorola crappy interface and just including iTunes support. We're talking about the entire user interface is Apple's. Mm-hmm. In other words, Samsung can do it. Any of these companies, LG, Vizio, with Apple TV, special line of sets with Apple TV, again, You don't need the Apple TV box. It's just basically having an Apple TV box embedded within the set that controls everything. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that? Well, first of all, branding. Like, for instance, what if the speakers are bad? What if the remote's crappy? What if the... Same uh, answer. Apple has to approve the design. Maybe you even provide 
the Apple TV remote. Okay, well, if they're doing all that work, why not just design it themselves? Well, then Apple has to build the entire set. Well, they can be- do that. They could do it, but then will Apple do that? They because that gets them into another area of the world. They have relationships with Samsung, Sony, uh, LG. You know, it, it wouldn't be a big deal for Tim Cook to call up one of these Chinese factories and be like, yeah, we need 1,000 TVs within a month, and they could crank them out. Of course, they'd have to stock them in the, in the Apple store. But the thing is, if they had third-party Apple television sets, they would also probably want to sell those in the Apple store, right? So that's, that's a lot of floor space. No, I just don't. Also, you have, to, you have to think about from a supply chain standpoint, too, is that how many how many of those little tiny Apple TV boxes can you fit in a truck versus how many TV sets? And which one's going to give you a bigger profit margin? Well, okay, um, but remember, there's no profit in TV anymore. Nobody's <laughs> well, making profit from TV. That's why I say include Apple TV embedded within those sets. Uh, well, if they're not making any profit from the TV, they don't have any to share with Apple. Well, in the case of this, though, if they're going to offer that, it has to be a slightly more expensive line. They have to give Apple a licensing fee plus the hardware. And again, Apple has to control the whole widget for them to do it. They have to basically surrender their set to Apple and meet certain minimum standards for quality, for sound, and for picture. I don't know if they do it. I don't know if Apple wants to build their own set or not. Because they're getting into a business here where, you know, it's right now no win Regardless of what they do, they're not going to sell an Apple TV set, even a TV set with Apple TV in an Apple store. It has to go to the big box stores. Here's what I could see. If, if they make a TV set of any kind, this is what I think might be possible, right? Because, you know, they already make displays. They make the Apple with the cinema display or wherever it is they call it now. They need to update for 4K because the Mac Pro supports 4K. Well, what if they made a monitor that had the Apple TV software built in and had the hardware for all that built into it? So you can use it as a professional 4K monitor. You can also use it as a TV. I could see that maybe happening. Probably not. Okay, but then the next step is, okay, if you're going to do that, do you have just a 32-inch version? Then you add the 42, the 50, and the 60, and suddenly, I don't know. You start small and you work up from there. That's a very Apple approach to things, right? I don't know. I think something like that, though. They wouldn't go halfway there. I just don't see it. If Apple's going to do a TV set, they'll do a TV set. If they considered licensing the technology, they'd do it. I think Roku is doing it because they have nowhere to go. I think that's part of the problem. Roku can add a million channels, but they're not going to beat Apple. Mm -hmm. Well, and they're also a very different company, right? I mean, you just look at the the hardware and software in Roku, and they have very different philosophies on things. And Roku thinks more like these TV manufacturers, you know. And Roku isn't as arrogant as Apple. Let's just just be honest there. Apple's a very arrogant company. It's very prideful. So, uh, you know, Roku might be perfectly cool with, you know, having their software ship on a slow, crappy Samsung TV, but Apple wouldn't settle for it. Apple wouldn't stand for it. So... Your assumption here is that there will be a revised Apple TV, which seems inevitable. Mm-hmm. There will not be a TV set. And if there really is this magical, mystical, amazing user interface that Steve Jobs designed, if it's going to happen, it will happen this year. Otherwise, it's a myth. We have only a minute or two left. Apple TV, we see. What about iWatch? Is that a given? Yeah, I think it's likely. I th- you know, I think it's something 
Tim Cook's definitely hinted strongly at it, maybe just to mess with the competition, but they seem to be hiring a lot of fashion CEOs. Uh, they're hiring a lot of health experts. Mark Gurman at 9to5Mac has been talking about them having an iHealth app built into the new iOS version that'll link to the watch. So th- those all seem like Apple-ish things to do. Um, you know, of course, the big question will be, how do you make it appeal to the average person? And I think that's why they bring in a lot of fashion people, because the current the current uh, smartwatches look kind of dorky or they have limited functionality. And I think if anyone can solve that problem, if it even is a real problem, Apple's probably the one to do it. Um, but we'll, I have a wait and see attitude on that. We'll see. I think it's something they're definitely exploring, whether there's a real product there or not. Who knows? The key here, I think, is that they have to make it do a lot of work without the need for your iPhone. Because as soon as you have to bring a second device, it becomes clumsy. It becomes ungainly. It becomes clumsy. Well, unless they can do one inexpensively, because Samsung did that with the Galaxy Gear, but it's a $300 watch. If Apple could, 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 could come out with something like that for 150 and it look good and really add a lot of functionality to your iPhone, I, I could see that taking off. I would probably look into buying one. Tell you what. We're out of time. Josh Centers, where do we find more of your stuff? You can find me at tidbits.com, takecontrolbooks.com, and joshcenters.com. Plus, you can follow me on Twitter at jcenters, J-C-E-N-T-E-R-S. Josh Centers, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for having me, Gene. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Now you can get the same survival food U.S. Special Forces use on their toughest field missions. High-protein, high-energy, freeze-dried foods known as long-range patrol rations or LERPs. Soldiers love LERP rations. They're lightweight and easy to carry. Easy to prepare by just adding water. Easy to enjoy because they taste great. Civilians love LERPs as a solution for emergency preparedness and recreational activities with limited storage space, such as hiking, climbing, sailing, or RV travel. Veteran-owned Freeze-Dry Guy is your exclusive source for this 2013 U.S. military overrun. Long on nutrition, these delicious entrees have a long shelf life, lasting decades. But this rare opportunity, this limited supply, will not last long. You have to act now. Call 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD. Or log on now to freezedryguy.com, freezedryguy.com. Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? 
Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, taxhelponline.com. That's taxhelponline.com. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Then my real health began going downhill, and I had uh, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, poor vision, and I really wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess, pretty much. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking uh, heart and body extract, and from within a few days, I started sleeping a lot better. My blood pressure uh, normalized, my blood sugar normalized, and uh, my sleep really did improve. Experience these benefits and more when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of heart and body extract. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. Folks, I did not expect this at all. By the 7th, 8th, and 9th day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking heart and body extract. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine joining us. And we've got a lot of ground to cover. A little bit later, we'll talk about the ethics of wearables. And I wonder how much of that is about driving with your Google glasses on, but we'll get into that in a moment. Let's talk about Microsoft's Albatross. I don't know if you agree with me, Avrin, but Windows XP. Now, a recent web metric was talking about between 29 and 30% of the people who were measured by these systems are still using Windows XP. Now, before we discuss those numbers, how accurate are those web metrics anyway? I think they're very accurate. I'm sure there are still a lot of people using XP. I mean, I, I think corporations are feeling the pinch to update because Microsoft's going to stop supporting XP later this year. And in the enterprise, they really want to feel like they've got support. It doesn't feel secure or seem secure if you have an unsupported product. However, amongst home users, they don't really care. There are still people out there using Windows Me and using window and using Windows Vista and using uh, Windows 98. There's not so many, but last year I did a report where I found out that something like 100,000 people were still using Windows 98 or Windows or uh, Windows 2000. So those are products that have long since been uh, lost their support as well. It's not surprising at all to me. Remember also when we talk about almost 30% online. We're not talking about 
Windows XP computers that are connected to no network other than maybe the local printer or a private network like a point-of-sale system. So, for example, I understand a large portion of the ATMs in this country are still using Windows XP, but, of course, they're connecting to private networks, so they're not measured by these metrics. So you wonder how accurate they are in that point and how many more people not being measured are on XP. I, I really hope that the ATMs I use are not using Windows at all. I hope they're using something else. Well, you'd but, be lucky if they are because one quote I had, and you know where it came from? I'll tell you who did the quote. Ed Begg at USA Today said 95% of ATM machines, which means to me from now on, I walk into my bank and say, let me have the money. I'm not using your machine. Wow. I don't even know how you could tell. That's that's fascinating. I'll, I'll have to follow up on that myself. But I think it is disconcerting that there are so many products that are on XP now. XP is a perfectly good operating system. And if you have something, particularly something that never changes, like an ATM, it, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to update. At the same time, they keep patching these operating systems for a reason, and that's because people keep coming up with new security exploits. Now, Microsoft has said if there's a really, really serious security exploit discovered, they might issue a patch or an update to XP again, even though they don't support it. So I think that we're going to see people using XP for a long time to come. If you're Microsoft, you want people to stop using it so you can sell them new software or a PC vendor can sell them new hardware. But the reality of the situation is that a lot of people have computers at work and they don't feel like they need to upgrade. Do you know which operating system was used by Target and their point-of-sale computers? This is, of course, where they had that major breach where anywhere from 40 to 110 million accounts, credit card numbers, debit card numbers were impacted. Uh, wasn't that XP? I have a feeling it was. And you've got to wonder, hey, isn't that enough of a warning right there? Although I heard that what happened here is some company that provides heating, vacuum, air conditioning equipment was victimized by a phishing attack. It took over their systems, and when they communicated with Target because they do business with Target, it infected Target systems. Yeah, in other words, you, there's really no safety. There's really no safety when you're shopping uh, in the store and except to use cash, and there's, no, and there's not much safety online. I certainly recommend using something other than a credit card to pay. There are maybe two or three services out there that will actually issue you for online use a one-time credit card, a one-time credit card number. So the number is only good once, and therefore, uh, if somebody steals it, they can't do anything with it. Or maybe using PayPal. Uh, I don't think if you use PayPal that they get to store a number. Uh, technically speaking, Target shouldn't have even been storing these numbers, but somehow there was someone intercepting the numbers. But it's it's definitely very disconcerting right now. On the other hand... You could look at it this way: If your credit card gets, if your all they steal is your credit card number, it's easy and that's insured, and it's easy enough to get your credit card replaced. It's just going to be a big hassle. If they decide to steal your identity in other ways, apply for a new credit card under your name, for example, then you're in trouble. That can take years to resolve. I was yeah. thinking for a while about Bitcoin. Then I learned about problems with the Bitcoin software, where there are some attempts to hack those on the Mac platform. And then one of these 
groups that does Bitcoin transactions has stopped that because of some sort of hacking possibility. So for now, maybe forget about Bitcoin. You know, cash under the mattress, real good. Bank vaults, I guess, are pretty good, too. Although, I don't know, what was the movie Inside Man, the Spike Lee movie where Clive Owen is a star and they break into a bank vault? Nothing is safe. Yep. Uh, Nothing is safe. It's unfortunate that credit card companies are not doing everything that they can to to make the system more secure. You, You really can blame the credit card companies and the merchants, but the credit card companies are ultimately responsible because they can enforce this on the merchants. If, for example, Visa said tomorrow, hey, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to crack down on, on this. And in fact, there are many ways in which they are cracking down because my understanding is I think next year or the year after, they're going to shift the burden of responsibility uh, for um for false charges onto the retailer if the retailers don't institute better security measures, including, um, I think there's a security chip that they can put in the card. Chips and pin, it's called. It's used in Europe. And last week on our show, we had Charles Tendell, who's a certified ethical hacker. He was talking about that. But like I said, cash under the mattress... I don't know about gold and silver because their values aren't consistent. So we'll have to see. I give up. Don't buy anything. That's it. Don't buy anything. Barter. How's that work? <laughs> we'll see if we'll see if the, we'll see if that works. Okay. Got an article that went up this week over at Laptop Magazine entitled "Grasshole or Not: Seven Glasshole. Urgent." Grass hole or not. I was going to say the other word, but I'm not. Urgent ethical dilemmas for wearable tech. Now, the first thing that bothers me before we say anything else is somebody who wears Google Glass and they're driving their car. I worry about that. But let's go into the various methods here. Okay, let's count the ways. This is going to be fascinating because we have to worry about these wearables. More about glasses. I don't know so much about like an iWatch if Apple comes out with one because that looks like it'll be something for physical fitness maybe or to flash messages. But let's talk about these one by one. Should I be able to wear digital glasses everywhere I go? And we're thinking what? Las Vegas casinos, Arizona casinos? Hmm. Everywhere. Oh, Uh, yeah? Everywhere. The casino, the bathroom, the bar... The airplane, the uh, wear it through the security checkpoint, perhaps. You have to think of it this way. I talked to uh, my old friend Steve Mann, who's been living life as a cyborg for 30 years uh, in doing this article, and he never takes his wear- his wearable computer off. He has been wearing it on his head since the since the late 70s, early 80s. He's been ne- wearing versions of it. He's the original propeller head. You told us about him before. He sounds like a really fascinating character. And we're going to talk about the ethics of wearables more as we progress with Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN.
Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for under $30,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100-foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Take delivery in spring. 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even if I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com.
You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. So we worry about using Google Glass at the Las Vegas casinos in a bathroom. Of course, everything has some kind of surveillance camera anyway. So you kind of wonder, even if you don't have the Google Glass, well, they're watching you. Of course, you have to look at the TV show Person of Interest, which is about that. About that everything you do, wherever you are, there's a way to watch you. That's Dr. Mann's point, uh, which kind of bleeds into the second ethical question, which is a lot like the first, which is, should I be able to record anything that I see? And his point is, if someone is recording you, you should be able to record them. So if you go to the supermarket and they have surveillance cameras, you should be able to proudly wear your Google Glass or whatever uh, other device is better than Google Glass and record and life log every single thing that you see. You know what? When I was at a concert with my son a number of years ago, David Bowie, very shortly before he had a heart attack and stopped touring, and like with any major rock actor, any major artist, they will have this warning at the beginning. You are not to record anything. Of course, people will be using their cameras anyway, but I think they try to urge you to stop doing that too. Don't record anything. Now, I know I was talking to a creditor the other day to dispute a credit card bill. Okay? Yeah. So we had somebody who I ordered something from and they charged something they shouldn't have charged. Okay. So they say to you, this conversation may be recorded for quality control. So I said in response, likewise. And they said, what do you mean? Well, if you could record me, I could record you. Well, I don't give you permission to record me. You have no permission to record me. Well, if you're asking for permission to record me, then I require permission to record you. They love me after that. It's only fair, right? Sure. And everywhere you go in society, uh, you know, there's public cameras out in the street. Obviously, any store you go to has security cameras in it. Uh, any institution, probably if you work in an office, they have security cameras. If you go visit somebody else's office, they have security cameras. Go to a restaurant. Wherever you go, you're being observed. And the point that Dr. Mann makes is that the only way to really protect yourself is to also be recording. Uh, he, he brought up a couple of very interesting examples. Uh, now, uh, Dr. Mann is very concerned about uh, malfeasance and, and things like that. And I don't know if, if everyone is as concerned as he is, but he pointed out that uh, an example of in New York City a couple of years ago, some police apparently planted some vial of crack on some, at someone's store. They were trying to, uh, to frame this person. And the police had their own cameras, and their cameras showed them discovering the crack. But the guy who ran the store had, had a security camera, and it showed the entire – his footage showed the entire time the police were there, including when they planted the crack. So if he didn't have his own cameras and he just went by the police's cameras, he'd be in jail. So to Dr. Mann's point is you, you're going to be the best um, arbiter of your own safety and your own security and the truth of what you've done is yourself. So if you could wear a camera on your head and you can get capture every interaction that you've had, well, there's not going to be any dispute about what you did or didn't do. But don't put the concerts you've attended on Facebook, because I do think an artist has the right to copyright 
their works if they want to. They have a right, right to limit the public presentation of their performances. So if you get to see that Paul McCartney concert, or you get to see the Ringo Starr concert, and they're still out there performing, if you record it, don't post it. We understand copyright, but I get your point. If they're going to record you, you have the right to record them. And now, number three, with a bullet. May I bring glass to class, even during exams? So... One of the points of recording is if let's say this was part of your person all day, every day, like it is for Dr. Man, and like it may be like it may become for the rest of us over the next few years. You're wearing your Google Glass or your equivalent uh, everywhere you go 24-7 and you're recording with it. Well then it becomes part of your memory. It's like a part of your body almost. It's like a hearing aid for a person that has hearing trouble or prescription lenses for someone like me who's nearsighted. You wouldn't tell them not to not to bring that with them to class. Well, if it's part of your memory and you and in other words, you now have a digital memory to go with your human memory, is it really important for those who give tests to test your human memory or should they be testing your cognition? And uh Dr. Mann tells his students, many of whom also have home-built home digital eyeglasses, that they can bring, uh, they can wear their, their glasses during exams. They just can't connect to each other to share the answers. But anything that they've recorded as part of their memory, well, that's, that's a part of them, and they can use it. Are there any test cases with classrooms? Uh, apart from his, uh, I don't think so. But it kind of begs the question of, what what is your memory and should we be testing your memory or should we be testing something something else because what ultimately wearable computers do or will do if you have them logging everything is they'll do what someone with a photographic memory can do right now so if you're one of the lucky few people who has a photographic perfect memory then you're in the same position as someone who has a digitally enhanced memory that's being brought to them by a device so why, so why treat one differently than the other? Number four, can I change your appearance in my glasses? What do you mean? So with augmented reality or what uh, some folks like Dr. Mann like to call augmediated reality, uh, which means the ability to remove objects from your field of view or modify them, you will soon be able to change how people and objects appear to you. You could literally have rose-colored glasses don't like your spouse's hair color, change it. As long as you have the glasses on, it'll look different to you. Now, that may sound like sci-fi, and we don't have technology that does that perfectly accurately yet, but consider this. The Samsung Galaxy S4 and, and later phones have a feature called eraser mode. Right. With eraser mode, they can literally take a person out of the picture and show what would have been behind them. So... How far away are we from being able to change how a person looks or erase someone from your field of view? Imagine being able to unfriend someone and literally say you're dead to me and you never see them again. Well, one thing to point out, the feature that's in the Galaxy S4, that can only be done while you're taking the picture, right? Oh, you mean not after the fact? Right. That's well, my understanding. Yeah. Well, the way that it works is it basically takes five or six shots in a row 
And then if there's an object that it detects is moving across the field of view, it gives you the option to remove that object. And because the object wasn't in the same place, it stitches in the background that was that, that object passed through. Okay. That's how the assumption that's how that being works. here that maybe you're taking a picture of something. Or you go into an amusement park, you're taking a picture at Disney World, and somebody runs in front of the camera and impacts this once-in-a-lifetime picture that you're taking, you can get rid of it. All right, well, that works. But, of course, it's only one step from that, from after the fact, being able to remove somebody. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in our, in our lifetime, if this continues to progress, you will see people being able to change their reality to an extent with, with wearable computers. Now, how radical people want to get with it is an open question. But I guess I guess the question is not really a technical question but an ethical question would it be wrong to to say hey you know i i want you to look different to me uh according to the ethics to the experts that we talked to uh, they felt that if you're not sharing the image it really doesn't matter because each of us has a perspective but it's something that we'll have to uh, no pun intended keep an eye on because you know you you may find in the future that people are sort of changing how you appear to them. Well, of course, now the human brain will modify memories of past events. This has been shown time and time again. So this is just organizing it because there our subconscious is doing it. Soon, of course, we'll be able to have our own reality. We're getting into a science fiction concept, folks, here, where everybody, it can be like the Matrix, but on an individual level, Everybody can sit there, create their own reality. We kind of do it now. You know, we all have different interpretations of events. If you see an accident, this is they do this in law school, I understand, where they try to stage an incident and then test everyone's memory of that incident. And you'll see some pretty wide-ranging views of what actually happened. And then, of course, in our paranormal radio show, The Paracast, we talk about people with strange experiences, and you have to consider how accurate their memories might be. We're going to talk more about ethics and wearables in our next segment with Avram Pilch. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. 
It's no secret that silver is one of the oldest known natural antibiotics, but the mainstream media will never tell we the people this information. Why? Many drug companies and politicians have dangerous alliances that manipulate the way we live by prescribing drugs that only manage disease, keeping us dependent on big pharma. And with Obamacare at our doorstep, we are now forced into a system that many of us do not want any part of. And no man or government has the right to dictate how we as free people choose to take care of our health. The patriots at utopiasilver.com hold this truth dear. Colloidal and ionic silver supplements from utopiasilver.com open the door to a whole new world of natural healing for the body and the mind. Visit utopiasilver.com and discover the safe and effective health benefits of colloidal and ionic silver. Call 888-213-4338. 888-213-4338. And talk to the patriots at utopiasilver.com, a leading source of natural healing using colloidal silver, colloidal gold, minerals, vitamins, and herbs. utopiasilver.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Before we go on, Avram, you ready to change your entire reality? Yes. Your wife may object. I think that's the nature. I think that's the nature of the question. Uh, fortunately, we won't have to answer it with technology for a couple of more years. But you know, it's happening in small ways, right? I mean, if you use some of the filters they have in photography programs, you are changing. You are changing people. Rose-colored glasses, number five with a bullet. Do I have to give you my undivided attention when I have the internet beaming data into my eyeball? You know, right now it happens, I'm sitting there with my iPhone or my wife sitting there with her iPad, and we're looking at different things while watching TV. So I don't know about undivided attention. I think that's already a problem. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a problem today, giving someone your undivided attention. The most valuable thing in the universe is, is attention, and it's very rare to get 100% of someone's attention these days. Today, it's really blatantly obvious when someone is disconnecting from you and looking at their phone because you can see it. Oh, they're looking down at their phone. They're, they're checking the phone. My and, son, uh, Grayson, was doing that. He came to visit his family. He lives in Spain. So we don't see him very much. We like to see him. We like to talk to him. So he's sitting there with his iPhone texting his friends. Well, okay, you can do that, as we tell him. But can you do it? After dinner, like when you don't see us, maybe you're in the car with us and you're sitting back there relaxing. But why while you're eating with your parents? Of course, kids do that all over the place. Watch your son. When he's 9, 10 years old, forget about it. He won't pay attention to you. That stops it too, by the way. Yeah, he he has other things to pay attention to now. He doesn't have a, a phone or a tablet, but he pays attention to his toys. So, yeah, it is very hard getting getting someone's attention now you can say now huh well you should really just put that phone away but what happens when you're wearing glasses 24 7 and the corner of your field of view you always see a little odometer for how many emails you have or text messages that information is literally right in front of your face if you're so if we live in a society where people are so used to having that information in front of their face and they don't even have to take the action of picking up a phone or even glancing at a smartwatch but it's right there in your eyeball i have to wonder whether we're going to lose 
even that possibility of having 100% of someone's attention. If that's even, we're going to even stop having the expectation that we still have now. Now, talking to folks about this, I talked to an etiquette expert named Debbie Main who runs the uh, etiquette section for about.com, and she said it's still considered ex- extremely rude. Good old fashioned manners still will still hold up. And uh, I also talked to New York Times, former New York Times ethicist Randy Cohen, who said if you're constantly looking away and distancing yourself from other people, you're going to have a shallower, more disjointed connection with other people, and 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 that's bad. But I guess the question here really is: Is anyone going? To, is that going to stop anyone? You know, there's a TV show on CBS. Don't know if you've seen it called Intelligence. It's about an intelligence agent being embedded with a computer chip so he's able to see everything. He's able to look up everything that has some sort of online connection. As he talks to you, he could look up your entire life history online. What do they know about it? What do they know about you? He finds out. I don't think we're too far away from having that. Right. And the next question that we asked was, is it rude to do that? Because... Because in reality, that's exactly what a wearable will do. One of the applications that they're working on for – now, Google Glass doesn't do this because Google Glass is actually one of the lamest wearable computers being made, uh, even though it's not out for consumer consumption yet. Oh, Something, something like the MetaPro, which is coming out this spring, that's going to do real augmented reality. It's going to go over both eyes. And it's going to have applications for it that do things like facial recognition. So Google Glass doesn't right now do facial or object recognition, which is which is something even your phone can do. So it's behind your phone in that respect. But in the near future, with other devices, you will be able to look at someone. It will be able to recognize their face using you know standard facial recognition software. And it will then give you information about that person. Maybe it'll be their last five Facebook posts. Maybe it'll at least be their name. Maybe your email thread with them. Now, I think this could be quite useful uh, in professional situations. I can't tell you how many times I've been walking the show floor at CES or some other event, and I run into some PR person that I recognize or certainly recognizes me, and I completely forgot their name, and I feel like a fool. And if only, if only I could remember where I saw them or what correspondence we had or whatever, well, well, your wearable will do that for you. But the question is, is it wrong? Is it rude? Uh, what happens when you start to use that information to make small talk with people? Are you being a phony? If you come up to someone and say, wow, congratulations, your son just had a birthday. Well, you only know that because you looked at me and it Googled me and you saw that. Well, you know something when you see on some TV shows where someone is put into a situation and maybe they're being an undercover agent or something and they have the earpiece in the ear and somebody's feeding them the information they need. But the next step is where police officers, federal, state, whatever, they are interrogating a possible suspect or a witness and they've got the chip or they've got the Google glasses or whatever. And as you talk to them, they're looking up what you say to confirm or contradict it as part of their investigation. So suddenly, that becomes part of your freedom not to incriminate yourself. And of course, they're looking for information, evidence to incriminate you. Well, it's it, it's really only streamlining a process that is already taking place, right? Sure. I mean, 
if facial recognition, of course, is it, it takes it to a night, you know, an easier, it makes things easier. But at the same time, if they're police and they know who you are, they can go pull your jacket and they can have it in a little paper folder on a laptop. So why not have it right in front of their face? And by the same token, why not have someone else? Why not have have that in social situations? I think what happens then, though, is that your human memory becomes less and less important as an indicator of your feelings. Because right now, you, you right now you see someone, you tell them some detail like that, like "Oh, happy birthday," or "Oh, it was great. I saw those pictures of your son." Whatever. That's kind of an indicator that you care. But in the future, or maybe even in the present, we should we should say, hmm, just because you know something about me doesn't mean that you care. You have to show it in some other way. Because, I mean, how many times have you seen in Facebook a little message popped up that says, it's such and such person's birthday, tell them happy birthday. What a, what a strange, false sentiment. And I do it too. You know, I'll go and write happy birthday on the person's wall, but, but really... Does that? What does that mean considering that Facebook prompted me to do it? I might as well have a Facebook app that just goes and writes happy birthday on people's walls as me when their birthday comes up. Of course, you know, we have situations there where people with Google Glass have gotten into trouble. And we'll get into more of this in a moment, the other two items in his article. But driving a car. Are you distracted because you're wearing Google Glasses when driving a car? Or is it off? How do you know? Or are you using it to enhance the safety of your driving experience? What this all comes down to is that we're going to have to trust people to do the right thing and stop them when they're doing the wrong thing rather than just because they're wearing it. Also in restaurants, I've heard cases where people have been thrown out of the restaurant because they say, well, you're impacting the privacy of the people here. Get those Google glasses off. But then you have to look at the person's rights. I have a right to wear glasses. I have a right to have a communications device if I need it. So how can you tell me what I should wear? So obviously there are things about case law that will be written. And we'll get into more of this subject in a moment from Avon Pilch of Laptop Magazine. And we're going to explore the ethics of wearables. And then I'm going to ask them to predict what we might see in wearables. What about the rumored iWatch? A lot more to come. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Hi, this is Steve Spillum for Midas Resources. In 1971, President Nixon took the United States off the gold standard and put us into a fiat currency. This allowed Congress and the Federal Reserve to create trillions of dollars out of thin air. The national debt has risen to incredible heights, and your hard-earned dollars buy a small fraction of what they once did. The average life expectancy for a fiat currency is 27 years. The dollar is failing and on borrowed time. When currencies fall, people turn to gold and silver because gold and silver have been real money for more than 5,000 years. It is our mission at Midas Resources resources to help you preserve your capital. Don't let your personal savings shrink to nothing. For important free information on how you can protect your personal wealth, contact me, Steve Spillum, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Call today while we are still accepting dollars for gold and silver. 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Make a change in your financial security today. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now, thanks to Dan Pillow, you can get the tax help you need to end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pillow. I've helped thousands of people reduce or eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. With the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. Or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. On the Tech Night Owl Live, Ethics of Wearables, an article he did for Laptop Magazine at laptopmag.com. Number six, is it rude to Google someone while looking right at them? It's like we were talking about before, checking their Facebook posts, things like that. Yeah, I think ultimately we're going to live in a world where we expect people to have Googled us, to have searched for us. And so we should no longer be surprised 
or or think that this really holds a lot of significance when somebody has information about us that's readily available online. We should always expect that whatever we put online will be associated with us, you know, which means don't put something online you don't want to be found. At the same time, it means if somebody knows something about you, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily your friend or that they care about you. They're going to have to prove it some other way because uh, simply simply remembering something about a person will no longer hold the significance that it holds today. All of that stuff that we've said in the past, like, wow, this person forgot my birthday, horrible. Oh, this person remembered, that's great. All of that value judgment about remembering or not remembering, that's going to go away. Okay, the next one on the list, this is one that you have to relate to because you have a one-and-a-half-year-old child. And you want to know what he's doing because what if he gets into trouble or something? You probably have the house child-proofed. Should I view what my child is seeing in real time? Now, we understand with a small child, you want to see what they're doing. But what about someone who's older and in theory, they have a sense of a slight sense of responsibility? I think like all parenting tools, this comes down to learning to build a trust and rapport with your kid. Uh, But I do think there's an ethical question, maybe not even for whether it's wrong to do it to your children, so much as whether it's wrong to do it to everybody else that your child is looking at. Because let's say I I send my son off to nursery school and I equip him with a wearable computer that's a camera, right? Uh, Then I'm able to see from a first-person perspective everything that he's seeing. So now I'm seeing other people's kids and what they're doing. I'm seeing the teachers and what they're doing. So on the one hand, it's a really good security device. I mean, if I see someone is uh, doing something bad to my kid, well, now I know and I have evidence. On the other hand, I'm, I don't know if the other parents love the idea that I'm sitting there watching my kid, what my kid's doing with their kids all day long. On the other hand, if we're all doing it, then we all have this shared, ex- shared reality where we're spying. Or maybe one of them will come to you and say, Avram, you're watching what your son's doing. If you see my son doing something strange, would you let me know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's possible. Now, right now, we're sort of living this because people have nanny cams. So they have cameras not on a person, but on a room. I think a lot of nursery schools and daycare have, have cameras because this is such a sensitive situation. I mean, you know, all the claims of abuse and things like that that go on. People want to be able to, to see what's going on. The, I think the question is the immediacy of it. Do we want to be able, is it right to be able to see everything that my child sees? And at a certain point, you know, look, when they're a toddler, you, you really got to keep a close eye on them. And when they're a teenager, they're really going to rebel against it. But what about that in-between time, let's say uh, 5 to 11? What, what would it be like having a child who is, knows that you're seeing everything that they're seeing and can't get away with anything? That's, uh, that's just kind of a crazy amount of, of surveillance. But at the same time, think about how it would change our life and our relationships if we had everything that happened on video. I mean, can you imagine the fights with siblings? Oh, he hit me first? Nope, I saw it. He didn't. Instant I mean, replay in your home. Imagine if you had instant replay of everything. You know, you'd have to keep calling time out to check it, but you could really resolve a lot of conflicts. Or cause new ones. Yeah, possibly cause new ones when you tell the person 
oh hey I have it on video that you promised to uh, that you promised to do such and such thing and you didn't do it so uh, or the child comes back to you and says mommy you promised to buy me this toy here right? it is on my Google Glass you know I have would, a fair question here we'll move off this now yeah. Google Glass is this ever going to become a mainstream consumer product or is it still something just for the geek set the first generation of google glass will be for the geek set that doesn't mean that the concept of wearable tech is for the geek set the concept of wearable tech is going to go way beyond google glass if google themselves if google itself is not going to push it forward past what google glass is doing other people will it Google Glass is important because of the publicity that it's getting, but it is really, really just the tip of the iceberg in terms of software and hardware of what what can and will be done. What people want and need and will will get used to is having a set of glasses that covers both eyes, that gives you an overlay of information on top of what you're seeing. Google Glass, I've used it. It's a pain because it actually sits above your right eye, uh, and therefore you have to kind of peer up into it, which is like impossible with glasses. And even when they add prescription lenses to it, which they're doing now, you're still, it's still putting the information outside your field of view. It doesn't give you augmented reality, which is overlaying data on top of what you're seeing. All it does is kind of give you a smartphone where your eyebrow should be. A, a really terrible smartphone where your eyebrow should be. Uh, what future devices will do is they'll take advantage of their place on your face by treating you more like the Terminator. So you'll look at objects or you'll look at people and you'll get information about them, which, by the way, your phone can do today. I'm thinking about the Borg. Right. Embed well, the system in your eye, but do it with a contact lens. I mean, that's coming after. I mean, I think the intermediate stage is you'll have devices that are a little clunky, but a lot of people will want them. And, you know, at some point, but this is going away into the future, at some point, it'll, you know, we'll have devices that are embedded embedded within us. Now, that's kind of frightening to people. And I think it's going to be a long time before we see it. But, yeah, why even wear glasses? Why not send it straight to the optic nerve? Well, I'm thinking here about someone like you and I, where we have vision problems. I'm nearsighted, but again, I wear contact lenses. But sometimes under extreme conditions, I will wear reading glasses over the contact lenses because I'm slightly older than you and therefore I need the help. Right. (laughs) But you get the point. At one point, do we need to do that? Why not just adjust the signal that's being fed to your optic nerve so it clears up your vision without the contact lens and maybe it could be dynamic as your vision gets worse. As you get older, it adjusts accordingly. You don't have to take it out. You don't have to go ahead and, oh, I forgot the lens or it fell out and I have to deal with a contact lens solution or I broke my glasses. You don't need that. Well, of course, in the Star Trek universe, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, there they actually had something that you embed in your eyes, some kind of fluid. Put the fluid in your eyes, you see fine, except for Captain Kirk, who was allergic to the fluid. We've got Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. He's not allergic to that fluid that Dr. McCoy had, I don't think. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. (laughs) 
the nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Now you can get the same survival food U.S. Special Forces use on their toughest field missions. High-protein, high-energy, freeze-dried foods known as long-range patrol rations or LERPs. Soldiers love LERP rations. They're lightweight and easy to carry. Easy to prepare by just adding water. Easy to enjoy because they taste great. Civilians love LERPs as a solution for emergency preparedness and recreational activities with limited storage space, such as hiking, climbing, sailing, or RV travel. Veteran-owned Freeze-Dry Guy is your exclusive source for this 2013 U.S. military overrun. Long on nutrition, these delicious entrees have a long shelf life, lasting decades. But this rare opportunity, this limited supply, will not last long. You have to act now. Call 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD. Or log on now to freezedryguy.com, freezedryguy.com. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document? Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. There are many things the human body can do very well, but maintaining the proper pH level isn't always one of them. That's where AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops can make a world of difference. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps your body do what's natural. Just a few drops a day helps rid your body of harmful waste and acid while promoting health and restoring vibrance and energy. Alkalizing boosts your immune system and can help fight headaches, irritability, cramping, and insomnia. Alkalizing also helps the body fight depression and even bone loss. To learn more about the importance of alkalizing and how you can find life-changing and vital balance, please visit AlkaVision's brand new website at AlkaVision.com. Same great products, but now easier to use and more informative than ever before. To get your very own plasma pH drops for just $29.95, call 800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800-800
800-518-7615 or visit alkavision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Alkalize your body and supercharge your health at the new alkavision.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Do you remember that scene from Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan? You know, I think he called it Retnox 5 or something. And someone you know, will I, correct me later on, but it doesn't matter. One scene I don't remember, but you know, you could always think of Geordie LaForge who had implants. Well, later on, I think in the movies, they allowed him to see normally. So right. it was very interesting. Okay, let's move on. There you go with wearables. It's going to happen, whether it's a Google Glasses or something else. It'll happen. All right, speaking of wearables from the other end on your wrist. Okay, now we have existing products. We have a Pebble Silver, which is the latest fancy version of their smartwatch. We have the one from Samsung, the Galaxy Gear, that I gather didn't do so well. But now there are published reports that they have now 200 people working at Apple on iWatch. They used to have 100. They're hiring people from the fashion industry, from the healthcare industry. So... Is this smoke and mirrors? Is there going to be an iWatch in our future? I think there will be because we're seeing watches from more and more companies coming out. And this this year, I think we'll see ones that become a lot more popular. Obviously, if Apple comes out with it, just the fact that Apple has a following of people that are willing to give new Apple devices a shot uh, and that Apple never comes out with anything that's half-baked, it will probably do well. The Galaxy Gear showed everybody what was possible in a, in a smartwatch, particularly I like the fact that it has a camera and that it has a microphone built in so that you can make calls and you can capture images. Calling Dick so, Tracy, calling Dick Tracy. And that's the problem with the watch. It doesn't deliver on Dick Tracy because you can make audio calls, but you'd really like to make video calls with it. And the camera doesn't point at your face and it doesn't... Bluetooth connection it has, I don't think, is powerful enough to to capture uh, video conferencing anyway. But I think that's what people would really want out of it. That product was expensive, only worked with a couple of phones, and not the most fashionable. So I think we're going to see very soon a situation where where the products do have the wow factor. And we also have some smartwatches today, like the Pebble Steel. And the Sony Smartwatch 2, which are very competent smartphone sort of alert machines, but they're boring. And so it's not as much fun to to wear them. So it, it doesn't have that level of excitement. I mean, what both of those devices do, the, the Sony Smartwatch 2 and uh, the Pebble, either in the Pebble Steel or the old-fashioned Pebble, they're both the same functionality, uh, is that they're really good at giving you alerts. So if you get an email, your wrist will buzz, and you'll be able to see that you got an email on your wrist. You'll be able to read some of the email or all the email, and then you can pick up uh, your phone or not to respond to it. Uh, same thing with messages from social, same thing with text messages, same thing with calls. Uh, so they're like a, you know, they save you that couple of seconds of whipping the phone out from your pocket to see what your message was. And that's valuable, but you're still paying a fair amount of money for that. Uh, Pebble is about 100 is 150 bucks for the non-steel. It's over 200 for steel. And 
you know, and Sony Smartwatch Two, I believe, is two hundred dollars also. And they they have some other apps uh, like things that will measure measure your steps or whatever, but they're just not. They don't have that feeling of wow, this is exciting. I can do something with this. So, so I think that what you'll what you'll see this year is Apple. I think will get into the space. Samsung is already rumored to be coming out with the Galaxy Gear Two. Uh, Sony is rumored to be coming out with a third third generation smartwatch. So, I think the next generation will bring additional functionality, make it thinner. Hopefully, video conferencing will be on the menu. And personalized alerts. One of the big rumors floating around is that Google is getting into the smartwatch game. And uh, I hope to learn more about this perhaps at Google I.O. later uh, in the spring. Uh, And the Google smartwatch supposedly will take advantage of the Google Now service, which is very good for giving you contextual information like, hey, I see you're on your way to work. Take this route or hey, I'm reminding you that uh, you have this appointment coming up and here's how you get there, or here's your favorite sports score. I, th- I, think, uh, I think Google's watch will be very interesting, uh, especially because Google's watch is likely to use the, uh, the same screen technology that the WIM watch used two years ago. WIM apparently sold their display technology to Google and then went out of business and WIM's display technology, what's really important about it is that it is it has a power-saving mode that's grayscale, uh, but it also switches to color. So one of the problems with the with the Samsung Galaxy Gear, for example, is that the screen goes black to save power. So it's not actually like it fails as a watch because when you turn to look at it, it's black. It doesn't show you the time until you either hit the power button to turn it on or you can have it sort of go by when you move your wrist. And so it may take a second to wake up. But if I'm wearing a watch, I want to have that information be persistent on the watch face. And uh, the grayscale to, to color solution that Google owns now is very effective at doing that while still saving enough power to keep it uh, charged all day. Now, if Apple enters this space, they're going to want to solve problems. They're going to want to sell this to people who would not otherwise buy a smartwatch or any watch. A lot of people don't buy watches. So what does Apple do to stand apart? I was thinking of only one thing offhand, and that is make it do a lot of things independently. That's going to require an incredible amount of technology embedding all that stuff in the watch and maybe the watch band. That's number one. Number two... Don't make it geeky like these watches are now. Make it look pretty, fashionable, a fashion statement so people will feel proud to wear one. It's not going to be, oh, this cool gadget, but a beautiful piece of jewelry, maybe. I think Apple's advantage is that they're going they're very good at design, and I think that they'll use they'll leverage Siri. I don't think that it is that necessary for them to have it work independently of the phone after all they are a leading smartphone provider so they can make it work with your with your iphone but even if they build an independent uh functioning they won't be the first to to do that uh we've seen a we've seen a few smart watches come out that connect via wi-fi or even 3g i mean some of them are like really small phones there's a a phone called there's a i i said phone because it almost is a phone called the Neptune Pine, which 
which is a smart watch. I think it sells for three or four hundred dollars, and it's like a really small, crappy Android phone, but it goes on your wrist and it runs Android and it has a camera and it has a speaker. Calling Nick Tracy. Calling Nick Tracy. So, yeah, you you can achieve that. I think a lot of these the smart watches are made to pair with your phone because they realize people aren't going to give up their phones and. It just adds extra cost and extra complication to build some of these features directly into the watch. On the other hand, I think Samsung was absolutely right to put the camera and the speaker in there because it allows you to do a lot of the things that we were talking about, about wearables on your face doing. Having a camera means you could get you could do augmented reality stuff. So there's an app, for example, for the Galaxy Gear called Cam Dictionary. doesn't really work as well as it should, but uh, what it does is you point it at foreign language text and it translates it for you on the screen. There's an app, Cam Dictionary for your phone too, but isn't it nice to have the immediacy of having it there on your wrist? And then in the future, the immediacy will be right, right on your face. So I think uh, we're moving in the right direction as we move functionality from your pocket or pocketbook to your wrist. Your wrist is the next stop. And the stop after that, which we're already seeing some progress on with things like the Google Glass and the and the Meta Pro, is your face. Do an implant. Stick a thing in the back of your head and plug it into something, and there you go. I have another idea here, which is one to offer two models. So therefore, you have the one with the built-in phone for more money or free or low cost with a cell phone contract one without for those who are happy to have it just mate with their existing smartphone. More to come. With Abram Pilch of Laptop Magazine, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to A2Hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for under $30,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 
multi 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866 91 Steel. Lock in your price now. Take delivery in spring. 866 91 Steel. That's 866 917 8335. Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy Byproducts from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. You have all seen and heard about the elements of the periodic table. These elements are the building blocks of everything in the universe. You, my friends, are made from these elements. A shortage of any of these important trace elements can lead to disease. Go with the science and take the Lady Talk Health Challenge and get all 90 essential trace elements with a healthy start pack at LadyTalkLive.com or call 855-333-LADY. That's 855-333-5239. Research shows it's not just what you put in your body that counts, it's what you put on it as well. Why not use an all-natural, healthy, mineral-based makeup that actually benefits your skin? Once you experience the airiness and flawless coverage of Longevity Mineral Makeup, you will never use anything else. With Longevity, the perception of your complexion will be natural perfection. Animal-friendly mineral makeup at Mary Lou Health. That's M-A-R-I-L-U-Health.com. Or call 855-321-HEALTH. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Here on the Tech Night Isle Live, we have Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine at laptopmag.com. So what do you think of my concept here? Maybe if Apple gets into this space, offer two models, one with the phone built in, one without. You make your own decision. With the phone built in, it's going to be more expensive, but you won't need to carry your iPhone with you. Well, that ha- that's happening now with tablets, right? You have the LTE version sure. of the iPad, and you have the Wi-Fi version. I think we may see the same with watches. But it looks to you also that this is a lock. Apple's going to do it. If they hired people to do it, it's really hard to believe that they would not do it. And they've already been been working on it for a long period of time. So at this point, I think, I think we'll see something. Tim Cook says new product categories, plural. So we've got a smartwatch. What else does Apple do? We're hearing now about a new Apple TV, but that's an existing market. So even if Apple produced a connected or smart TV set... Wouldn't that be roughly the same category? 
I mean, it would be roughly the same category as Apple TV is now. It would just have the set-top box built into the TV. And people are very excited about that. But, but really, I think the only advantage that they would get from it, and it would be a big advantage for Apple, would be having the design language of Apple. Because there are people who really like the way Apple products look. And Apple certainly is very good at, at displays. They always have very premium quality displays. So if Apple came out with a smart TV, it would probably have a really, really good display with really great color. Although I don't think they would jump into something to something as cutting edge as 4K or, OL, or OLED. They would probably just take the best of established tech, of very well-established technology and put it on the TV. And, and people would buy it because it was Apple. Uh, their ability to innovate, I mean, I think Apple's sort of not-so-secret weapon is building Siri into other products. I don't know about the issue of Ultra HD because, remember, Apple's new professional workstation computer, way back-ordered still, the Mac Pro, supports three 4K displays. Apple's added that to Final Cut Pro 10. So they believe in 4K, and it's important for professional users. But also, the 2013 MacBook Pro with Retina display supports 4K output. So I think if Apple's going to do it, it's going to have 4K. Remember, 4K sets are getting lower and lower in price. They're now at the mid-tier. They're going to be consistently below $1,000 before the end of the year. We've already got a Vizio P-Series, 50 inches, $999 coming soon. Yeah, I mean, maybe they will. I Maybe they will do it. Uh, but I think if they're trying to hit a price point, they'll, they'll be going with regular HD. Apple doesn't offer a price point. At least to start. I think to start, they're going to go that way. Particularly if the hardware needed for 4K gets cheap enough. And as I said, if you're going to see 4K sets 50 inches for less than $1,000... From a brand that offers, you know, maybe lower cost sets, but not cheap sets. You have to think it's going to happen. I don't know. I'm skeptical of that. I think we'll see the enhanced Apple TV box. I do not see an Apple connected TV. But then what else does Apple do? Is there another product category we're missing? And I'm not talking about the Apple toaster oven refrigerator at all. Another Apple product in a new product category that none of us are talking about? Well, I mean, I think there's other wearables that they could be doing. They could move into the face. I think they will be among the last to do so because they're very conservative and they and they don't get into a market until it's well established. So you have to think, where are they not playing? I mean, they might do a hybrid. I mean, they've kind of been against that for a while, but I, I can't. I can see that now that we're seeing so many PC hybrids, I can see them. Uh, releasing a convertible MacBook. Yeah, but they made a big deal in recent interviews with Apple personnel, especially for the 30th anniversary of the Mac. And they made it very important that Apple would never merge iOS and OS X or have that kind of thing where you have a convertible PC. They made it very clear. When Apple, of course, has been known in the past to kind of spook us, kind of lead us in the wrong direction... I just don't see them doing that because they made it so clear, this is not our direction, this is not our goal, we do not believe that's the answer. Now, maybe five years from now, they may think it is, but right now, they don't think it is, and I don't see them changing that. They're making too much of a deal out of it. Speaking of deals, we have a few moments left, 
And later this month, in Barcelona, Spain, there's going to be the Mobile World Congress. It's going to be 24th to 27th of February. You're going there? Yes, I will be there again. All right. So don't gorge on that Spanish food. Get to Madrid and have lunch with my son. Seriously speaking, what are we expecting from the Mobile World Congress? Remember, Apple famously never participates in those events, but certainly the ghost of Apple will be there. So Samsung, which in years past has you know, had their own events to launch their flagship phones, uh, I think they may very well launch the Galaxy S5 at, in Barcelona, which would be huge. We think they may. We think they may also launch the Galaxy Gear, uh, the new Galaxy Gear, the Galaxy Gear Two. There, that would be huge. HTC uh, is going to be there. They may be showing their own smartwatch or their new flagship phone. Uh, LG is going to be there, and they already uh, just announced the LG G Pro Two, but they'll have, which is their new flagship, but they'll have some other phones, uh, and. You know, we're going to see a number of chip makers there, Intel, NVIDIA, Qualcomm. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be an exciting show. And we expect to see some some really major phones released there. We expect to see some new smartwatches. Uh, we expect maybe some more detail from Sony about their new smart band, fitness band, maybe some other fitness bands. And there's also a big section this year on mobile payments and, and, and near-field communications. And so... Uh, maybe there'll be some news about about that coming out. But no support for Bitcoin. I'm kidding. Do you think NFC is going to really take off more than it has? Apple has famously avoided it, and that leaves a big chunk of the market not supporting it. Yeah, I think we're still. I think we're still a long ways away from people doing mobile payments with their phone a lot. You know, as frequently as they do credit cards, or it being more than kind of a gimmick for a few people. Uh, but NFC technology has been pretty useful in doing things like pairing with peripherals and sharing data between between phones. So NFC continues to be useful, uh, but we've been hearing about how, about how it's just going to revolutionize point of sale uh, for years, and that has not happened. I know that in terms of doing financial transactions, what interests me is just the ability to deposit a check in your bank simply by taking a picture on your smartphone of the front and the back. Of course, obviously, you can't just redeposit that check again because it won't clear the second time. I've done that a few times, and it works out just fine. But you have to kind of carefully aim your smartphone's camera to be sure you're taking the image properly because they've got to have a clear image of both the front and the back with your signature for it to work. There you go. I don't know. So we'll soon have no need for checks anyway. We barely do now. Avram Pilch, tell our listeners, please, where they can find more of all them things that you do. Sounds like an old movie, The Things That You Do or something like that. Uh, so you can check out uh, all of our, our articles and our upcoming coverage of Mobile World Congress and our wearable ethics article at www.laptopmag.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Geek Actually, the name of the movie was That Thing You Do. It was about a one-hit wonder rock band from 1996 Directed by Tom Hanks, believe it or not. Interesting. Fascinating. Anyway, you can find us, by the way, on Twitter. We're known as Tech Night Owl. That's Tech Night Owl on Twitter. We also have another radio show out there about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this weekend, our guest will be Lyle Blackburn. 
and he's written a book called The Beast of Boggy Creek about a monster in Arkansas and The Lizard Man about a monster in South Carolina. So if you live in either of those states, watch out for the monsters. Watch out carefully. That's, of course, at Paracast.com. Once again, at Paracast.com. And right here on the Tech Night Owl Live, Avram Pilch, thanks for joining us on the show. Always a pleasure. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.